Hello and welcome to the Watertight Marketing Pod Blog with me, Bryony Thomas. Really simple concept. I've pulled out my most popular blog posts that are still relevant, useful and entertaining. And I'm reading them out here for those people who like to consume their content in audio rather than written style. So I shall simply read out my blog posts and you can listen to them here. If you want to find out more about me, you can go to watertightmarketing.com forward slash Bryony, which is spelled B-R-Y-O-N-Y. Right, let's get going with today's podlog. Should you be saying no to new business? Doing the wrong kind of work is so damaging that I've included it in one of the four flow foundations in watertight marketing, which means that learning when and how to say no to a potential new customer is an important skill for any growing business. Doing it and doing it with grace can actually enhance your, your reputation. Doing it poorly can put your company's goodwill at risk. Why turn work down? It's important to understand the situations in which your company should turn down a potential new customer. Here are three key scenarios where I firmly believe it's better not to take on the business. One, it undermines your standard of delivery. If you have so much work that you're unable to meet or exceed the customer's expectations, don't take on any more work. It really is better to underpromise and overdeliver than the other way around. Two, not the right fit. Really successful businesses know when a customer is right for them. Often this is about whether the people involved are going to get along. It is really important that you think carefully about the kind of individuals and organisations that your business is best matched to. If the personalities and values don't fit, the relationship will never be right. Three, the wrong kind of work. This is the most important of them all. Taking on work that doesn't progress your business is wrong for them, wrong for you and wrong for your bottom line. Defining the right and the wrong kind of work is a key strategic differentiator. My rule of thumb is that it either needs to make a serious profit or I need to be immensely proud of the work that I'm doing. It needs to in some way serve my purpose. If it does neither, I definitely don't do it. In fact, these days, I'm lucky enough to be able to only go for work that meets both these criteria, both profit and purpose. Take a moment to work on your own rules. When I talk to many MDs of growing businesses about this idea, it's not unusual for them to say something along the lines of, yeah, I know some of our customers are a bit of a pain in the posterior, but I just can't afford to turn them away. When we're in high demand, I'll get rid of them. To my ears, this sounds a bit like someone saying, yeah, when I hit my ideal weight, I'm going to stop eating pies. It's a whole lot easier to reach those goals if you don't take on that stuff, the stuff that weighs you down, metaphorically in the business sense, in the first place. Once you've worked out the situations in which it's best to say no, you then need to think about how you might do so. How to turn down work with dignity. When somebody wants to work with you, turning them down can leave a bad taste. In a connected world, it's really important that everybody has something good to say about their interaction with your company. If you've decided that the work you've been asked to do isn't quite right for your company, then you need to say no without causing offence. Here are some key ways to do that. Point them at some useful advice. 
If you have a blog, pull out any key material which you think could be useful in helping them with whatever it is that they asked you to do for them. Direct them to some online resources. There are third party, these are third party resources and you should have a collection of information that's related or sits alongside your area of expertise that you can point people to. Refer them to a trusted supplier. It's important that you build relationship with competitors and complementary businesses to your own. You should have someone that you turn to when a piece of business is a bit too small for you or a bit too large for you or not quite your cup of tea. If you're able to hand them on to someone who can do this for them as an excellent job, this will reflect well on you and your business. Stay in touch. Just because you weren't able to help someone out now, it does not mean that you might not be able to in the future or that they might not be an excellent referrer to your business. Whenever someone has inquired about your business, even if it doesn't result in a paying customer, it should result in a person in your little black book or LinkedIn, as it's known these days. Make sure you ask them if it would be OK to stay in touch. Nobody is nobody. There are businesses who simply ignore inquiries from people that don't meet their qualification criteria or are offhand in the way that they decline a piece of work. Ever heard the phrase tyre kickers? Not very complimentary, is it? There are people who talk like that about you. Don't be that business. I talk a lot about commercial karma and nothing is worse for your karma than letting someone down or ignoring them. It's extremely important to remember that everybody is somebody not least as a valuable human being, but in a social media enabled business community, the world is getting smaller by the day. And you need to be very aware of word of mouth. You don't know that the person that just contacted your business isn't the best friend of your ideal customer. It's also worth bearing in mind that many of the best businesses have started in, in a bedroom. That call from the one man band who wasn't worth your time could just be the next Mark Zuckerberg. I'm also a great believer in serendipity. The more people that you have genuine conversations with, the more chance that there is of an unexpected connection that really can take your business forward. And that's commercial karma in action. Only do work that will enhance your reputation. When it comes to deciding what work to take on, think about work that you know your business does brilliantly. If you only take on work when you know you can excel, then you know there will be good things said about you. And if it's not right for you, always pass the work on to someone it will be right for. For me, this means operating in an abundance mentality. There really is more than enough work to go around. Passing business on to a competitor has never done me any harm. In fact, I'd say the goodwill has come back by the bucket load. So remember that there really are times when saying no to potential new business is the right thing for your business. This is why we talk about filters as well as funnels. Just make sure that the way that you do it is not the wrong thing for your company's reputation. The right work is the first of the four flow foundations introduced in chapter two of the second edition of Watertight Marketing. If you want to know if this specific area is the issue that you need to focus on to stabilize and reach world-class marketing performance, go and have a look at the Watertight Marketing Test. It takes under 10 minutes. 
you answer a set of very simple questions and you'll be returned a report that will give you your overall watertight marketing score and also a category score for each of the flow foundations including the right work and so if today's pod blog has rung a bell for you it might be that that's your area of focus head to watertightmarketing.com forward slash test to find out Thank you for listening to today's pub blog. Hope you found it really useful and interesting. I look forward to your comments and your questions. I love uh, reading them and answering them. If you want to find out more about watertight marketing, your best place to go is the watertight marketing book. Go to watertightmarketing.com forward slash book. You will find out all about it. Enjoy. <laughs>